Greetings from Quarantine Central. JT here, recording from his house, because guess what? We're still all under lockdown under these stressful times, but hey, that's why I'm here. That's why we're here, to give you some of that good musical goodness like we did with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Now, I know a lot of you people were fans of it. Some people not fans of it, and if you weren't a fan of it, you're going to hate this show because Troy is back on his musical high horse as we do a flashback to our review of another one of Troy's favorite musicals, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. But if you do like me holding Troy to task for the troublesome shit that he watched as a kid, you're going to love this one. So tune in, listen, and be sure to tune in for our show on Thursday, which, if I saw correctly, the winner of the poll for our Trapped in a House episode this coming Thursday will be Clue. So check that out. But until then, check out Seven Brides for Seven Brothers starting right now. Seven brides for seven bros, dude. Bless your beautiful heart. <laughs> uh, debuting July 15th, 1954. Oh, summer release. Summer release, baby. <laughs> With a budget of $2.54 million. Man. It uh, made uh, completely, domestically and worldwide, $9.4 million. So it go. made seven. Raked in that dough. Seven million more than its uh, budget. So that's mm-hmm. great. Rotten Tomatoes has an 88%. IMDb has it at a 7.4 out of 10. And the stop button gave it two and a half stars. Out of what? Don't know. Jesus. They don't ever put it, so I'm not going <laughs> to extrapolate. So there you have it. Um, I don't have really much more just numerical facts on this, but I did put down a bunch of trivia. Um, yeah. I do that. I do have that it did won some award, did win some awards. Okay, it actually won for the Oscars in 1955 Best Music. Oh, it won, and it was nominated for Best Screenplay, Cinematography, Editing, and Best Picture for the 1955 Oscars. All right. Yes. It also won a Golden Globe, but it was for like a supporting actor role, I think. Um, was I it Frankincense? I don't know. It might have been. I'm not sure. Frankincense won it. I was actually running out of room to write stuff because I have a ton of stuff over here. Um, so, JT, what is the premise of Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? Uh, well, we come across a guy by the name of Adam Pontipe who is wandering around a small town gathering the normal essentials that you would want if you're living on a farm pretty far away you know food clothing a wife <laughs> you know you shop for that right <laughs> of course so uh Old Adam Pontipe is searching for a wife while he is on this supply run for his farm and comes across a young woman by the name of, is it Millie? Yes. Yeah, comes across a woman by the name of Millie who seems to be kind of a prominent figure in the town. Mm -hmm. 
but she decides to settle down with Adam and go back to his farm where she, to her dismay, sees that she he also has six other brothers. Mm-hmm. And it feels like she's back to her old... <laughs> her old job of feeding a bunch of dudes at a bar, but this time it's in a farm. Mm-hmm. So she decides to liven things up by showing the guys to be more sophisticated, to maybe nab wives of their own, but that might also lead to other ways of nabbing wives oh. down the road. Oh. That's, that's... There you go. That's yeah. it. I don't want to give away... The big thing that happens in Act Three, I think we'll get it there. does get it does get spoiled in like things that I've read, but I think you need to enter this movie not knowing what the third act is going to be, <laughs> because I I was I was lucky enough to avoid what it was watching it with Mo, with a uh, Molly Pop who's who kind of fashions herself a bit of a feminist, so. <laughs> Yeah, watching this third act, watching this third act of uh, Seven Brides of Seven Brothers, she was pretty appalled. (laughs) (laughs) So, one of my notes is, um, you think this was written by a man? (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, So, uh, going back into this, I haven't seen this for maybe... 10 years in its entirety. Yeah. And I've forgotten actually quite a bit of it because I was telling you before we started that like, uh, there's a lot of songs in this. I really like, but then I listened to what the context of the song was. And I'm like, Oh no, (laughs) (laughs) this is a catchy tune to maybe a bit of a sketchy song, (laughs) but we'll get to that later. But just speaking of the songs in general, I really like the songs in this. Yeah, there's some pretty catchy ones. I think the the more upbeat ones are more fun than the they have some like some weird love ballads in here where I was just like they yeah, okay, they're, they're kind of generic, but like a lot of like the more upbeat ones I was really into. They're I actually have the album pulled up on Spotify now so I can remember the songs. There's um Oh, shoot. Like the one they reprise a lot is pretty catchy. Uh, Bless your beautiful hide. That's like the first song you hear, mm-hmm. and then they reprise that throughout the whole. Oh, of thing. course, yeah. It's so catchy. God, it's so bad. I, think... I was humming it nonstop since I watched it. <laughs> I think um, the song you're thinking of is "Wonderful Wonderful Day." I think both Millie and Adam sing that. Yeah, At there's one like point. one where they're like in a field and she's just like singing this song where I'm like, oh, okay. I think that's that. That's <laughs> the one. She's like in a field picking flowers and she's singing this song and I'm like, okay. Oh, it might be When You're In Love. Yeah. I think that's what it is, actually. Yeah. There's that one. On the, there's like another one somewhere, too, where she's like, it's just like her kind of like confessing her love to him where I was like, it was just. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, wonderful it's day. just it's just kind of generic. Where I was like, okay, I mean, for the fifties was probably really good, but like compared to how everything else is so upbeat and so in your face, like these the love songs in this just kind of felt like very generic. Yeah, I I would agree with you. The love songs don't do much. They're nice songs, but yeah, yeah. at the same time, they're like, yeah, that's 
Yeah. I'm it like, doesn't compare to like Bless Your Beautiful Hide or Going Courtin. No, Going Courtin is good. Sobbing Women is good. It's got a catchy <laughs> it's got a catchy tune. It is good. Um even Lonesome Polecat. Mm. Yeah, I'll say that's the exception as Lonesome Polecat, just because they have a really cool dance number with axes. Yeah. And it's not so much like a love song, it's like um I'm lonely like a, song. Yeah, sad <laughs> bl- like not bluesy, but it's like a depressing like a mood I like yeah they're down in the dumps and it's like just a somber song yeah and it's I, and they vaguely talk about fucking farm an- animals uh, well <laughs> that could be that could be debated <laughs> um but yeah i i i love like as soon as I knew we were going to do this movie, I've been listening to Bless Your Beautiful Hide and actually this whole soundtrack <laughs> this whole last week. Like, I love Bless Your Beautiful Hide oh so much. Oh, my God. It's so it's, good. Yeah. And the fact... And he sings like an opera singer when he does it, too. Bless Your Beautiful Hide! <laughs> well, you know what I like about it, though, is, like, he is... Um, I'm, I gotta look up the actor's name. I should know it off the top of my head, but I don't. Howard Keel. Yeah. He doesn't have, like, just... He doesn't have, like, that tenor tone. No. He's, like, a full-on baritone yeah. singing, and it was super refreshing. Yeah. Like, he, like, sucks all the energy out of the room when he sings. It's just, like, <laughs> it blows through your head. It's like, <laughs> 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 just has a, a booming voice, which I really like. Yeah. And what I gotta bring him one of my notes. Uh, I might want to get, get there as we're talking about the movie, but... um. I'm just going to start right at the beginning. So, like, right as the beginning starts, yeah. there's so many things I want to talk about in this movie <laughs> that I completely forgot. So, it starts out with just him coming right into town. Yeah, you have no idea who anyone else in his life It's just this guy named dressed Adam like Ponopi. Crockett. Yeah, just dressed like Davey. He's got a huge beard. <laughs> yep. Um, he comes into town to trade furs. And I wrote down this because I thought it was so obscure that he trades 10 pounds of fur because he's a trapper during the winter yeah he trades 10 pounds of fur and he asks what do you get for a pound and the lady at the store says about six bucks a pound he's like all right with that i'll take a new plow two bucks of lard barrel of molasses 25 pounds of chewing tobacco i'm like you can get that for 60 (laughs) dollars I was already I stunned when he said a new plow. <laughs> I'll take a new plow, yeah. two huge buckets guy, of this, lard. This guy wants a fuck ton of chewing tobacco. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, there is seven men that live at this farm. But 25 pounds? <laughs> he got to like... They got that that winter itself lasted like what like nine months. <laughs> I think it did. That's another thing I wanted to bring up too because <laughs> later on you find out there's a baby on the way. Ugh. Like, well, we get to it, but yeah. like, so it happens during the winter, and like the baby takes all of winter to gestate into baby form. Yeah, and I'm like, that was a long fucking winter. It was. <laughs> it was because I think they said that it started. In at, November. It started in November, and then it went to July, I think. Or, no. Well, it said it was going to be born in the spring. Yeah. So, December, January, February, March. Well, he probably banged her when he April. first got her. So, that's 
Jesus, that's so insensitive. He banged her when he first got her. Troy, did you watch the same movie I did? Listen, I I recant what I just said. (laughs) Anyway, so that's like six months. So three months before that, that's probably about right. Yeah. That's probably about right. Yeah. Um, Because she was probably... Gestating while she was showing, <laughs> showing, <laughs> showing the the brothers how to pick up chicks. Gestating. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> so so gross. anyway, so he's still at this trading post, right? This general store, and he's like, oh, "Well, I'm also looking for a wife." And you got one of them out of the counter there. Like he just yeah. came into town to get this stuff and possibly go home with a wife. Yeah, I want to see the events that led up to him being like, "Okay, I'm getting a wife," because everyone else at the house seems pretty satisfied just being all brothers staying in this house by themselves. And then he shows up with a wife, and it's like, "Oh, you got a wife? That's weird." Well, <laughs> I think, like, I think it would be very awkward to live in a secluded mountain cabin with six of your own brothers. From pretty much your whole life, especially one of them said, like, I don't think I've ever seen a woman. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. I know. These are pretty much animals. Oh, God, they are. But I love them. Like, they're lovable <laughs> scamps. I know. I'm Like, I'm watching this. I was like, I'm pretty sure I know why why Troy's mom loves this movie. Because it was like, it was probably growing up, like, you guys yeah. were like, like, you guys, I just imagine, like, you and your brothers like dinner, and then you guys just run down, and just like, <laughs> flip a table, flip the, yeah, flip the table, and punch each other out of the room. Yeah, and then your mom be like, "We're gonna eat like hogs. I'll I'll feed you like hogs." And just like <laughs> turn the table on you guys. Yeah, that's exactly our day to day life when we were kids. Uh, no joke. Um, so, so yeah, he's also come to town to get a wife, which is, I don't think. Too Very cool. admirable. <laughs> well, yeah, it's he's got high hopes, right? Yeah. And from what I always used to joke about with my mom about this movie is that it's very Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Um but I thought it was like that the whole way through where um a Millie would get abducted and then be taken off onto the mountains. And that's not necessarily no, true. I think the the only character in this movie that I think has redeeming qualities is Millie. Because I can see where she's coming yeah. from, where she meets this guy who lives in this cabin in the middle of nowhere, and she's she's like kinda sick of just waiting on guys left and right. Right. Like she just kinda wants to live a very simple life. So this guy comes in and he's like, look, I think you're awesome. I want to marry you. You can live with me in my cabin and we can live off the land. And she's like, that sounds like a way better life than fucking feeding a bunch of drunks at a bar a slop that I make. Well, apparently it's really good. (laughs) It's really good. Yeah, it's really good stew. (laughs) But like, she's also instantly smitten with him too. Yeah, like she, he's like. To her, he's a pretty hot dude. Yeah. So she was like, I mean, okay. He is a rugged fucking man. Yeah. In my notes, I just want to read this verbatim of what I said. Um, my note is, so far it's not as Stockholm syndrome as I thought. From my vague memory, I thought the as- that he, Adam, essentially abducted her. But she does go willingly because it's love at first sight. Mostly because he's the most handsome man I've ever seen. So rugged. So raw. Pure testosterone in a tasseled coat. 
<laughs> but I can see where she's coming because it's like this is the 1850s. Yeah. Where it's like when a good dude comes through the town, like you jump on that shit. Yeah, she's probably on. yeah. She's she works at a bar, so she's surrounded by drunks and gross-looking dudes all day. Yeah. <laughs> and then this guy comes in, and she's like, "Well, fuck! This is like the best-looking guy I've seen my entire life. I guess I'll marry him." Well, for the most part, like he does, like talk her up, like talk her up, and like yeah. talk himself up as well. Yeah, but they don't present it so much that she's just like, "Oh, you're this." wonderful man i just need to keep you in my life any way possible even if that means i have to flush my life down the toilet to marry you it's still it, it they present present it more where it's like she's kind of tired of her mundane life of just working this bar and feeding guys stew all day she wants more adventure so this guy comes through that says i have a i own a cabin and a farm way outside of town it kind of presents like a new opportunity for her where she was like okay I'll do this. I can start a family. I can yeah. do something different than to just feel like I'm flushing my life away, feeding a bunch of drunks at this bar in this town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, so the fact that she was instantly smitten uh, makes everybody kind of weary of like, do you really want to do this? And yeah. she's like, yeah. Like, of all the people who asked to marry me, I've never felt like the same as when he asked me. Yeah. And I think that means something, so I'm going to yeah. go with him. And I'm like, okay, so it's it's not, like, an abduction. Yeah. Like, she, it's, this is a really two, two-way street here. Like, oh, it's, yeah. It's actually admirable that, like, she would just get up and move with this guy that she doesn't really know so well, but thinks she can have a good adventure in yeah. a life that can come from. And then even though she is smitten, like there are instances throughout the whole movie, even where she calls him out on his bullshit. Yeah. Which I really appreciate because yeah. I, um, I mean, not to jump fully ahead, but like as there's a few times when Adam in here and the brothers like are, com- Oh fuck. I need to find the quote because I thought I laughed to myself <laughs> when I wrote it down. Cause that's what I do to myself. Okay. Here we go. So right as soon as you're about to like Adam, he does something so shitty or seems like maybe you shouldn't like this movie, but then Millie comes around and shoves all of his bullshit back up his ass and then I'm back on board. Because <laughs> <laughs> she does call him on his shit, like, a lot in this movie. I, without giving away the rest of the movie, I, I would be hard-pressed to say that Adam is the villain of this movie. Yeah, like... <laughs> At some point he is, but they kind of try to redeem it at the end. But it okay. does, like, we'll talk about that, that yeah, at we'll the end there. because we'll it's there. it's. Whew, I had a real tough time with this ending. We'll get to it though. Um, okay, so enough, uh, uh, an analogy I thought of during this week um, of the movie is this. Yeah, this movie is like your loving grandma who do you love to see, but she occasionally says the n word. <laughs> <laughs> but you still love her anyway. Well, in this movie's in- instance, she says the C word. Because <laughs> it is not so much racist as it You're is right. very, very sexist. <laughs> yeah, I suppose you're right. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, as you said before, she gets um, she actually marries Adam and gets taken up to his cabin, which is t- twelve miles out of town, up in the yep. mountains. Yeah, and then she finds out that yeah, uh, he's got six brothers. I, now I got seven dudes to take care of. Yeah, not just a husband. I, I love how they like 
they reveal that too, where it's not like just all of them at once. It's just one guy comes out. Oh, it's your brother. Oh, it's your brother. Oh, it's your brother. Oh, that's your other brother. That oh, you have two more brothers, and then it gets to the point where it's like, so is that all of them? <laughs> where it's like, yeah, that's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also love when they all at this point when they're running to the cabin like the, obviously the cabin is a dump right oh yeah yep. it's just nothing but dudes it's just living seven in dudes life. and all of them are lazy as fuck anytime they like they're just throwing shit around even like when adam gets done smoking a pipe he just like packs the tobacco on yeah of it and, and then just, just tosses throws it. it across the room <laughs> I know, I love that shit. <laughs> like, even when they reveal the brothers, it's done in a way where it's so nonchalant, where it's like, like, to her, this is her first time ever being here, but then it's yeah. like, there's a guy sleeping in the corner, and there's right. like a guy, like, just like, like, they're just like running out of the barn, like, they, <laughs> like it's not like this big, like, presentation where it's like, oh, there's a lady coming, we, we better look, look presentable, it's just like, guys are like, Fucking sleeping with their, like, hand down their pants, like, on a couch. Like, who's this bitch? Um, so, I just want to talk about the brothers for a quick second. Um, that Adam, played by Howard Keel, was a singer-actor. Yeah. Uh, but not necessarily a dancer. But four yeah. of the brothers were. Yeah. Uh, four, uh, the ones that played Frank, Daniel, Caleb, and Ephraim yeah. were all professional dancers. And I think the guy who played... Ephraim is actually from was on loan from a ballet. Yeah. Um oh, shit. Yeah, cuz there are there are some really fucking good dance numbers in this thing. And then the guy who played the youngest brother, Gideon, was a gymnast. Yeah. And then uh the second oldest who got played Ben, Jeff Richards, uh was not a dancer and <laughs> just barely an actor. He formerly played baseball. <laughs> and so that's why you don't see him dancing a lot. Yeah. Even in like when Millie is teaching him how to dance and court women, yeah. he's just sitting there like slapping his knee. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I just I didn't realize that like he doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah. Um. But anyway, besides that, all of them come together as being like one of my favorite like groups of people oh. in almost any movie because they're yeah. just rowdy ready to fight at all times <laughs> they're but but i have hearts of gold you know what i mean yeah yeah i know like the the brothers even though the brothers don't have like big parts themselves like them as a group they you it makes them it makes you like them yeah because they they never really come off as as assholes in any way but they're like they're always like starting fights with each other right or like doing these really sweet dance numbers or just right. like throwing lines at each other back and forth. It's never like done in like a malicious way where it's like, fuck that guy. Right. Like they, they almost kind of embody just a character by themselves. Yeah. Of just like, you don't really remember like one brother sticking out over the other, but you remember just the six of them as a whole and being like, I like those guys. <laughs> yeah. I like when they are introduced and they're all going through all their names and it finally gets to their, they out Frank as his name being Frankincense. Yeah. And he just gets up and punches his brother <laughs> in the face. And then they all start punching each other. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then like Adam's kind of like taking her on a tour through the, through the cabin while the brothers are fighting each other off of the Frankincense. <laughs> still. Yeah. And still. Her full tour. Yeah. Until they, they finally like come into the kitchen and start kicking. Like, hey, come on. And he's like, Hey guys, come on, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Which I completely love. Uh, grab me another beer real quick, Chai. <laughs> sure. But yeah, no, I love uh I love all that whole that whole scene where they just get introduced in the beginning. It's just hilarious. Um uh and so there's not a whole lot that goes on in this movie really. Not really. Because once um the brothers are introduced to Millie, she converts them to young gentlemen. They learn some manners. Yep. And then they just randomly go into town with her one day. Well, no, not not one day. They go in for the annual barn raising. Well, no, before that, they meet all their oh, yeah, women that's right, when they just go into town to do I something. I do remember that because it's like Millie is going into town just to get supplies. And then one brother says, I'll come with you. Like, then I'll come with you. Yeah. And they all come with her. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like yeah. Jesus, this is so overkill. <laughs> yeah. But then they meet like all of their matches eventually. Yeah. And then, uh, well, k- kind of. They meet some of them. And, like, they already have uh, opposition out there because they've already been spoken for. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to say. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean nothing. So Adam would so put, like, like yeah. uh, when I, he was in I the... even, like, read up on trivia that that was the reason why all the brothers had red hair. Because it was easier for them to stick out when they had, like, these dance numbers where they're, like, legit dancing, weaving in and out of, like, these other guys that are, like destined to be with these women i didn't think it was that it wouldn't have been that hard to pick them out because yeah, all the they, guys are in yeah. full suits oh my god they're like dressed like the fucking pride rain like pride flag <laughs> they have yeah. so many they, yeah. they have every color of the rainbow oh yeah all the and all the brothers are in bright like sh- <laughs> bright double-breasted shirts it's so yeah. weird but like i don't i couldn't I could tell them apart easily just by the shirts, but they also gave them red hair for whatever yeah. reason. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but then they eventually do, once they learn manners, go to the barn raising scene, which is my God, my favorite scene in the entire That whole movie. scene is cool. Like the dance number and the actual raising where they get into that fight uh-huh. is so good. Yeah. Like it, that was where, uh, cause I, like me and Molly watched it where we were like, we both had like the biggest smiles on our face watching mm-hmm. that dance number and the fight afterwards. Yeah. Ugh. so I was telling Chelsea before uh, you showed up is that like, I used to watch this movie a ton when I was a kid, Yeah. especially just for this scene, like all the brothers dancing with the, the brides mm-hmm. and then the barn raising scene right after. And so I had so much nostalgia going on, and I had the biggest, goofiest grin on my oh face my watching this that I started welling up with happiness. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the one thing that that stuck out to me the most was there's this awesome scene where like, like uh, these three towns guy, like the three guys from like the town are like bowing to three of the women, and the brothers leapfrog them and go right into a fucking waltz where I'm like holy shit that's awesome (laughs) yeah the the dancing in this is spectacular and it's not even really that like complicated of a number it's just like line dancing yeah it's not overly complicated but then they get into like some shit where they're like doing like these dick measuring contests oh I love that where they're like doing backflips off of fucking <laughs> planks of wood. We were like, holy shit. Yeah. And then they even like do the like, contests where they're like doing like strongman shit. Uh-huh. But it's in dance form where you're right. like, oh my God, like this is like, the, 
This is like the most like <laughs> I was like I didn't even like turn to Molly and I was like this is the gayest dick measuring contest <laughs> but the I've, best ever thing seen. I've ever seen. It's so but it's so fucking well done and good. Even like the whole like fight where they had to like grab each other with a forearm and they're like trying to drag each other off of logs. Uh-huh. But it's like even even that's done in a dance form where you're like, right. oh my god, yeah. it's so good. Like uh just for like just for instance, like one of the town's guys is like gets on like a balance beam or a log or whatever and it's like jumping over an axe like a jump rope. Yeah. And then the lo- youngest brother Gideon pushes him off, takes the axe and does it forwards and backwards like four or five times yeah. and then hucks it into a stump. And oh, I'm like, "Oh my fuck, god. Yes." <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's so many things like that. It's so fucking good. And the whole time it's playing to the reprise of it's Bless your beautiful heart. Oh, yeah. And so it's just like, and it's just like yeah. pumping you up to oh, like man. max levels of enjoyment. I know. They go like back and forth between like waltzes with the girls and then like dick measuring contests with the guys. Yeah. And they all bleed together in such a way where like nothing feels like it's out of place. Nah. Like they legit go works. from like this really cool waltz to I'm doing a backflip off a stump because <laughs> the other guy did another backflip off a stump. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so good. Oh my god, it's amazing. Um, so this scene alone just took three weeks of choreography training to do. Oh, I can imagine. But the whole film time was only like 45 weeks, so like just a huge chunk of this was just this yeah. scene. But this scene is a huge integral part of the oh, movie. Oh, I know. Yeah, and like, then. Not even, it's not even like the integral to the story, but it's just, but it's, it's the best part of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. And then after the whole dance number is done, they do a barn raising competition or whatever. Yeah. Where four groups of people see who can get their wall up first and then like, I guess fully sided because I'm like, well, the brothers got it up right away. Yeah. (laughs) But I guess you need to also nail it down and then side it or something like that. And so that's. Get a calf. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you win a calf, old Annabelle or whatever. Old Annabelle, yep. Uh, you win a good old heifer. And then, uh, <laughs> so this is kind of cool, too, because at this point, Millie has taught all the guys to be cordial and don't just yeah. act out on your feelings and start punching yeah. people. Like, you gotta just be like, nope, gotta be nice to everybody, don't yep. go out. And, or yeah, and the town guys are all fucking with them. Yeah, like, smashing their hands with hammers. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> cracking their heads open with wood and yeah, all this Jesus. shit. Jesus. And Adam is, like, having none of it. He's like, yeah, what the like, hell's going yeah. on? You're being Nancy yeah. boys. What or the whatever. hell, you pussy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh... You little fuck with it, you stupid pussy. Yeah. And so, finally, when, like, Adam... Yeah, Adam's gets, the one like, that hit. usually, it's, like, starts, to, starts, like, picking fights with them. And then they start beating up Adam, and then all the other brothers yeah. defend his honor. Dog pile on. And then it would just, like, is this whole... I thought really well done fight Oh, I know. Scene. Yeah, it was really cool looking, too, because it's, like, all with... Like, they're using, like, the environment around them. Yeah. To have this really cool fight scene. Like, they're, like, being thrown through walls and sh- <laughs> yeah, really shit. Yeah, It's good. really good. Like, jumping off the roof onto people and shit yeah. like that. It's it's really good for, like, 1954. I mean, yeah. obviously, you can t- Everyone's just going full-on haymaker in each other. I mean, you can oh, tell, yeah. like, the punches aren't really There anything, are some punches that look run. real bad. But it doesn't matter. But it doesn't it's matter. But it's, like, even fun. even the fight is even kind of choreographed, like, in a dance style. Yeah. But it's not it's not as dancey. It's, like, it looks more of, like, a real fight yeah. than anything else. Yeah. But it's still super mm-hmm. well done. I love that, too. Yeah. 
And then the whole barn collapses, and then Millie's just, like, upset. Double yep. tears down the face. Yep. They succumb to their old ways. Those bastards. Sons of bitches. All my hard work for nothing. <laughs> well, I guess it'd be just one sons of a bitch. <laughs> I suppose, if you're yeah. saying it. Sons that. of a bitch. <laughs> just one. Yeah. Um... Uh, before we get, because this is like the end of Act 2, essentially, this is right here. Yeah, yep. So, before we get into that, I'm going to go on with some other facts that I got okay. uh, accumulated here. That uh, Julie no- uh, Julie Nima- Newmar, blah, 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 sorry, who played Dorcas in the movie, uh, <laughs> was already an accomplished dancer, uh, but Jeff Richards, who played Benjamin... Uh, was a former baseball player with no dancing skills, so she didn't ever got to really show off any of her dancing, Aww. except for the one, like all brides, like oh, number. Oh yeah, where they're in that. Yeah, they're like in the the house. boys' bedroom. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that like imagining being with them while they're smelling their beds. Good. Good God. That third act. Okay, we'll get <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That, Jesus Christ! I I didn't hate that song either, like uh, June Bride or whatever it was called. Yeah, I thought that was okay. Like I, I it really did feel like it was shoehorned in for to give the women like something to do. I knew because, I could tell the purpose of it, but but by that point it was so far gone. I was like, okay, no, yeah. we'll we'll get into it though. <laughs> We're gonna get into it. Um. MGM never expected this movie to do well. Yeah, uh, I was going to bring it up uh, when Chelsea was still in the room that this is like pretty tied into Brigadoon. Yeah, because I didn't know they, that. Yeah, because until... the reason why this money, this movie didn't get as much funding as it did was because they expected Brigadoon to be more successful. Yeah. So they gave that movie a shit ton more money, and that's why, so, like a lot of these, a lot of these scenes have like weird backdrops instead of like being actually filmed on location. Yeah, they're just like painted backdrops yeah. instead. And like you can tell, but I thought it like maybe it's just because I've seen the movie so many times, I thought it gave the movie like a weird charm to it. Yeah, I mean like, it wasn't it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um so it was all shot on like the MGM soundstage with painted backdrops. There's only one scene filmed on location and it was the avalanche scene. Yeah. Um, but even then, you could see it was, uh, like, blue-screened yeah. on top of and the it looked, avalanche. It, like, that snow looked weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, was that real? Like, I don't a real think avalanche? it was. No, it, it couldn't have been. That looked weird as shit. It yeah. looked like they blew up styrofoam. Yeah, what was it? Who knows? We'll never know. So, anyway, yeah, they slashed its budget, giving it to Brigadoon and another movie, Rosemarie, that was in a production at the time. Yeah. Um, what, I, what do I have here? For, oh, yeah. Forcing to use the painted backgrounds instead. Um, and then Seven Brides ended up being a bigger commercial and critical success than yeah. both of those movies. I know. That was that was funny. <laughs> Reading <laughs> that where I'm like, holy shit. Like, Brigadoon got fucked by Seven Brides. <laughs> uh, and this actually was going to play... Or so Brigadoon was going to be playing at Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. And then because of such the success of Seven Brides, it kicked Brigadoon out of Radio City <laughs> to play Seven Brides there instead. <laughs> oh my god. So I thought that was also that's Chelsea just left. She'll, she'll never know. listen to this either. I know, she'll never she know. Yeah. She'll know. never know. We can't nan and a boo boo her. <laughs> this title was originally going to be Sobbin' Women. 
Yeah. Um, because this movie is actually based on... So there's a book that Millie brings yeah. to the cabin in the in the woods. <laughs> yeah. And it's about... It's called... like It's about the Rome stuff yep. that they bring up in the movie. Yeah. And so that this movie is actually based on that real story. It's like a real Roman story. Yeah. And so they they kind of made a movie based on that Roman yeah. story. Because they make the reference to the story in the movie. Yeah. So it was originally going to be called Sob and Women, but uh, the MGM didn't think anybody would go yeah. see a they, movie they, called they, that. They wouldn't want to watch a movie about crying women. <laughs> so then they, were, they renamed it to... A bride for seven brothers. Yeah, but they didn't like that because it, it insinuated. Yeah, it insinuated they're gonna gang bang Millie. <laughs> <laughs> so they nixed that and just went for seven brides for seven yeah. brothers. There's another thing too where I think it was during Lonely Polecat they yeah. were going to have a scene where they were actually petting sheep while they had the line about sleeping with sheep, and they were like. They almost cut that line out of the song because right. it was insinuated. like insinuated they were gonna fuck sheep. Yeah. Um, which it, when you listen to the song, <laughs> it does sound like it could go that way. Yeah. They don't mean it that way. And because of my love like of the song, I'm going to defend it to It sounds it to like my they were going breath. to fuck cows and sheep instead of marry women. In the, in the song, they say like, uh, I don't want to bow to cows or something like that. Yeah. Because they live on a farm. They're not blowing cows or anything like that well we'll see probably get that sweet cow's milk though get that sweet tit squeeze in there <laughs> jerk it off with an octopus <laughs> or a squid um what else but, do i got here but no i i about i do and i did enjoy uh lonely polecat because yeah. it was it's 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 a creative song because they actually do like kind of a choreography with the axes where uh, they actually kind of hit on the beat and stuff. Yeah. Like, I thought that was really well done. Me too. And I totally forgot about that that number yeah. before I watched it today. Yeah. And so, like, hearing it again, I also just like the somber, like, humming parts to it as well. Yeah. Because this is, like, the one... This might be the only song in, like, a minor key. So it might have also been, like, something I've been, like looking for yeah because everything else is like a happy kind of peppy even the love songs are you know like a ma they end in like a major key or whatever yeah um anyway like it it's good <laughs> yeah i think there's even a i think even one of the brothers is doing like a ballet plie with like an axe yeah at one he's point. the one i think like he's just alone like, yeah. from the ballet <laughs> yeah like he's just like in the middle of the field just like spinning on his toes or i'm like oh, this that's okay <laughs> yeah, let's see if we can play a little bit of Lonesome Polecat, just so Lonesome you guys can Lonesome Polecat. Ooh, there you go. Get that harmonica in there. <laughs> I love that. Sh <laughs> yeah, they just cut it off like right away. Yeah. I love that shit. And uh but yeah, yeah, it's 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 a good song and it 
builds up to like what the story is where mm-hmm. uh, they're at a point where <clears throat> they realize that because they're going to be stuck usually like during the winter they're stuck on the farm the whole day because there's like a pass where if you make like even like the smallest of sounds like it causes an avalanche and they yeah. don't want to risk it so they're usually stuck at the farm all winter mm-hmm. so they form these relationships with these women and realize that they can't go back into town to like keep keep the relationship going so they're stuck on the farm and they know that once spring comes around they'll probably be married by that point almost yeah yeah because they already have other suitors in yeah. town yep. already yeah um so this is when uh the sovereign women comes <laughs> in <laughs> Here, and, this is the turning point of the whole movie <laughs> and so adam misinterpreting a book yeah because millie brings two books with her from uh where she lived and that's the bible and this Roman story about the sobbing women. Yeah. That Adam just tends to read out of nowhere. He's like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And so, like, the book is about, like, like the raping and pillaging of, like, Roman women, pretty much. Yeah. And he takes it the completely wrong way. Yeah. And finds the wrong hero of the story, yeah. pretty oh, much. Oh, they, they were crying for more men. <laughs> that's why they, they loved to go with it. Like, oh, my God. Like, and so you, I think if they were like to remake this in like modern times, it'd be like I don't like that group of people. Hey, there's these guys called the Nazis that did something about a group of people they didn't like. We should do it too. Like, no, no. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, this is why rednecks shouldn't read <laughs> because they'll just misinterpret it and just hear what they want to hear. That's right. States' rights. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Sobbing Women, even though it is a very catchy tune, it is essentially just telling, or Adam, yeah, telling the brothers in song form to go abduct women. Yeah. And because like, they want it. Yeah. And like praising it, like really making it seem like it's a really cool thing to do. Right. I was like, oh, those, once you, once you grab them, they'll be crying for your dick. <laughs> yes. That's pretty much what he's and, saying. He's like, yeah, he's like completely like. When you think of sobbing women, you don't think of, oh, they're so happy to see you, they're crying. But that's how he like phrases it, where it's mm-hmm. like, no, they're yeah. crying because you're abducting them from their lives yeah. after you raped and pillaged their towns. <laughs> and they do less raping and pillaging when they go <laughs> to grab these women, but they do go into town in the middle of the night and grab these women before yeah. they go to bed. Abduct them. Yes, they throw blankets over their heads and throw them in their sled and they get pulled back and up to their cabin. Yeah. Um, the only... like I feel like the movie does try to... Uh, Justify so- a terrible thing? <laughs> yes, <laughs> but they try to soften it a little bit by building a relationship with these women beforehand. And so the women do have feelings for the brothers. Yeah. But abducting him is not the answer. Yeah. There's a difference between a feigned interest and, like, deep emotions. And they're almost justifying what they did by them actually forming relationships with them. Yes. But once they get there, Millie tears their asses up for oh, it. She does. 
let me let me continue. <laughs> okay, I'll let, let okay, me, I'll, let, I'll me, let you go. Let me go through it really quick okay. because I know what your point is. So like he they tear their asses up and Adam gets so mad at Millie that he just goes and runs off to his trapping cabin up the mountain a little bit more. Yeah. And he's like out of the movie for like half the third act. Oh yeah. And so it's just the brothers and the women now living in the house and the brothers aren't allowed in. They have to live in the barn. Yeah. And it's not until like Millie finds out that she's pregnant that really anything changes from that. Like all the men are being shunned for their terrible actions and they can't be undone because now they can't get back into town because an avalanche has trapped them. Yeah. And so to deal with their that they caused, they caused the avalanche. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But like they, they like screwed these women into being here. So because of it, Millie punishes him by pretty much sleeping outside like a dog. Yeah. While they get the comforts of home for, for a while. Like, uh, a month, maybe? Like, winter comes, and they're still I sleeping outside the they're out the there barn. pretty much the whole time. I don't think they ever come back in the house. Well, it, everything kind of ramps up at the end once, like, the baby comes. But yeah. you know what? They they might be outside that whole time. Because they are. They are the I think they're out there the whole time. are ha- using their bedroom. Yeah. And so... Yeah, because they're staying in the house. Because... They abducted him thinking that they, like, the minute they abduct them, they're going to agree to marry him because they were like, well, we'll find a way to get the parson sometime later, but we can just do the married thing while we're waiting. Yeah. But then they're like, fuck no, we're just going to take your rooms. Right. So they do. So a a semi-punishment is happening, but (laughs) this is where you can come in. (laughs) This is awful. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they are pretty much setting up that these... Okay, the fact that Adam leaves makes him, like, the villain of this whole fucking movie. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't even, even come back for the birth of his daughter. Even when he Granted, hears... Even when he yeah. hears that it's a daughter, he's like, oh, shit. You couldn't have a son? Yeah. Like, fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a very dickish line. Good lord. Yeah. But I'll get on to Adam later. But the fucking brothers... Are like, uh, granted, like the brothers still kind of maintain a little bit of a charm because they are kind of tricked by Adam. Not tricked, but like they're, kind of convinced. They're like more simple minded. Yeah, they're convinced by Adam that this is a really good idea. Yeah. And they go into it where they're like, they don't really realize they fucked up until it's too late. Yeah. So I kind of am, am more on their side. And, but. It does not take away from the fact that the women are still being held captive (laughs) and trapped in this house. Yeah. Even though they're living cushier lives than the men are living in the barn for the whole winter. Uh It does not take away from the fact that they can't see their family. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I don't disagree. (laughs) But the fact that the movie still still makes it where, like, the women are like, we're going to play little pranks on them and then that'll make us soften to them and actually grow to love them is insanity well i guess prank i guess pranks is debatable because they did throw like what looked like nasty wash water yeah on them when it's outside freezing conditions and threw snowballs at him with rocks in it. But this is the equivalent of, like, if they remade Room with Brie Larson, <laughs> where she put a mouse trap 
in the front at the at the front door of her captor, and he's like, "Oh, you, you rascal!" After I raped you and made you have a kid. Oh my god! I've never seen the room <laughs> or just room. Um, but that's the equivalent of that, where it's like it does not take away from the fact that. These women still know that these men kidnapped them and kept them from their family. Yeah. It's it's a bit Stockholm syndrome-y. This is, yeah. this is the point where it does get to that point where it's a bit troublesome in today's world. Yeah. <laughs> but, or in any world. Yeah, Stockholm syndrome yes, but it they almost justify what they did. And that's what I can't get over for this movie. It justifies that even... Even with them recognizing what they did was terrible, in the end, they're not punished for it. Yeah, they left, they slept in a barn for nine months, but they got wives out of it. It's like, yeah. well, do this really terrible thing. You're going to have to go through some shit, but in the end, you're going to live a better life. That's not a punishment. No, but like at the <laughs> end like of this fun musical, I'm not looking for anyone to get punished. For like, doing a terrible fucking thing. I know, but it's like a fun <laughs> musical number. Like, if you can you imagine if you got done with that barn scene and the whole third act is just a depressing drama? Like, but granted, that's truer to life. But then it's no, it's not a fun movie to go to. It's not, it's fun, not fun watching these women flush all their morals down the drain because they're stuck somewhere. And it's like, well, I guess all I have left to do is fuck this guy that kidnapped me. Yeah. So, also, I'm trying to defend the movie a little bit here. When the avalanche does, the pass does eventually open in the springtime. And the guys do want to bring them back into town because they do realize the error of their ways. Yeah. But that is also the time when the townspeople are coming back up and they're going to kill them. But no, that's... I even have a problem with that because Why? even that's done against their will. Yeah, because but they're, they're but like the brothers are trying to like redeem themselves. No, they're not. They're doing yeah, what yes, they, they think are. is they're, best. They're, they're like trying to bring them back to their families because they know they screwed up. Granted, the women don't want it now because now they want to stay with the brothers, which seems backwards. But they're trying to make up for past indiscretions. What they're doing is they're deciding for them. Because they want to stay. <laughs> yeah, I get that, They want to stay, and then they're like, no, what you're supposed to do is go back home. So then they're doing what they did before, where they're wrapping them in blankets and trying to drag them out back to their town. Like, the the all the women in this movie, for the exception of Millie, have no free will, and the free will they try to express is considered stupid, and the men should be the ones to tell them what they should be doing. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's the point it... <laughs> Um, it's written by a man. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, even at that point when like you have, you have the scene where you can show that they have just an inkling of an idea of what the right thing to do is. You make them do the exact opposite thing. And then you have to bring the men back in to make them do the right thing again. <laughs> kind, kind of. Yes, I don't kind of. I don't completely agree with you there because the movie it's already written itself into a corner at the third act yeah. by having them be abducted. So they're trying to make as many hero not heroes, good people out of this as possible. The brothers are accomplices 
to abduction. Yeah. <laughs> or just not even accomplices. They are abductors. Yeah. And so they try to live with that. And for the movie to try to turn that around by already kind of setting up that they have prior relationships and the fact that they've been shunned through all this nine months and the fact that they're trying to make up for their past indiscretions by bringing them back to town to say, like, I'm sorry, here's your family. Like, I'm not going to say, like, ignore what the women think, because that's not what I mean. But I'm saying, like, the movie does try to fix the brothers to not be as big a dicks. It doesn't do that with Adam. Adam, I think, Adam, Adam the is third a act, fucked piece of shit. Is a douchebag. Yeah. So, like, he does go off and fucks off in his cabin for, like, six months. Yeah. Until his baby is born. And granted, he doesn't know that Millie's pregnant. No. But, like, when um, his youngest brother goes up there... Gabriel. Is it uh, Gabriel? It's not Gabriel. It's some weird other biblical name. I can pull it up. It's probably going to bother me. No, it's Gabriel because G. It's Gideon. Gideon, goddammit. <laughs> you fucker. I knew it was a G. I knew it was a G, too, and it wasn't Gabriel. Son of a bitch. Anyway, he goes up there and say, like, Hey, man, like, you had a, you had a baby, and, like, he's... Adam's obviously shocked. Yeah. Um... It's, like, it's a daughter. Oh, it's a daughter? Yeah. All right, whatever. He's pretty much said, like, the bitch couldn't give me a son? Yeah, like, pretty much. Not in those words, but then that's the sentiment. Pretty much. And then, so, Gideon actually gets pissed off at him here and yeah. punches him in the jaw. Yeah. And then Adam says, like, pretty much get the hell out of here. Yeah. And then eventually makes it down to the cabin, like, a day later. Yeah. He comes back down when he was like, well... Said I was gonna come down when the pass was clear, and the pass is clear. Like, he doesn't even come down because it's the right thing to do. He comes down because he said, "Yeah, he's he, a man he did of what he said." Yeah, he's I'm a man come. of my word. Yeah. I'm not gonna come down to the pass is clear, yeah. and the pass is clear. Like, and even fuck at the you, even man. at the very end, like he, the movie tries to redeem him a little bit by saying, like, once I knew I had a daughter, now that I learned that if somebody would come to abduct her. I would hang him up from a tree. It's okay. like Grant. I, I didn't no, no, go say, ahead, I didn't go say ahead, it worked. Go ahead. But like, I had that exact same sentiment when I had my daughter. Like, yeah. At any time, like, not that I wasn't like, not that I was like an Adam type character living out there. Yeah. But like, you find like then when you have a like a kid that you totally think differently. It's like, yeah, if anything happened to her, like, yeah. same, like even like shit that I did in the past, I would probably fucking kill somebody. Yeah. So like, I could see that change in his head, but that does not help his case at all because now we're at the very end of but the movie. In the same sense, you, your idea would not be to go abduct women before you had a daughter. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because, in, in this, his mind, it's pretty much like, boys will be boys. In this movie, <laughs> Adam's lesson that he learns is, oh, women are people. Mm -hmm. That's his lesson. Yeah. And because that's his, that's the lesson that he learns, he deserves to have a wife and a family. Well, yeah, pretty much. That's why I because said... Because he didn't have that before. That's why I said that this movie is like your loving grandma <laughs> that you love to watch... And see, yeah. But she occasionally is a little bit racist because it was in a different time, man. <laughs> it's but like even so the brothers, troublesome. like, I would have, 
like this a lot more if like the brothers like turn themselves in where it's like we did something wrong See, let's go doesn't fit with the theme let's of the go movie. talk to the townspeople and then like like confess to our crimes and then and then the women stand up for them not that they want to stay there and then the, the, the men have to fucking kidnap them again to bring them back to town so they don't get caught because that's just them no, they realized they definitely knew they were already caught. No, they weren't because what they were going to do was they were going to kidnap the women again and then put them like between the farm and the town so that the townspeople would get them and then not go back to the farm to get them. Yeah. That was their whole plan. Yeah. So that means that not only do they know they did something wrong, but they don't want to take accountability for it. So they're going to re-kidnap the women they kidnapped before and toss them out in the middle of nowhere so the townspeople find them and decide to not go, <laughs> not take the trouble of going all the way out to actually commit them of the crime that they did actually commit. They weren't going to commit them of a crime. The townspeople were going to murder them. They went up there with guns to kill them. Yes! So I can see why they Rightfully didn't Rightfully so, get... because they kidnapped their daughters <laughs> so in the middle of the see, fucking night. I can see why they didn't want to just hand them over to person to person because they would have been shot and killed. I can see why they want to drop them off almost into town and then go back. But the sentiment is still there. But it doesn't matter mind. because the townspeople are just as mentally ill as the brothers because right when they are about to hang them, all of the daughters say that, oh, that's my baby. So that then they're like so then they're like, oh, well, we can't al we I guess we have to marry them off because we can't very well have one of our daughters raising a child by herself, which insinuates they're pretty okay. With one of their daughters getting raped, having a kid, and then raising it with the rapist. Well, in their minds, it would have been rape, I suppose. But that necessarily... <laughs> it, they eventually grew to like each other. Or at least... Yeah, at least like each other up there. So it wouldn't have been rape. Oh, my God. No, this movie's mentally fucking ill. Well, in, because the, in they, the last... Yeah, the last yeah, chunk of it. No, that whole scene where they're like, we have all the all the brothers strung up, we're ready to hang them, and then the priest is like, but before we do that, we found a child, whose child is this? And then all yeah. the daughters say, mine. Yes. So then they're like, well, shit, we can't hang them, because we, pre we can't have one of our daughters raising her own rape baby right. so we have to fucking marry them all off to the make who could possibly so dark. who could possibly be their rapist just to make sure that we can't we don't have, of, we don't have we don't have a child out of wedlock even though it already would have happened. so not only does this movie promote abduction it <laughs> promotes rape no it does and not it promotes rape it, <laughs> it jesus christ because this it's this movie's fucked up. It's so fucked. And then after they get married off, then it's the end. Where it's like, this is the most cockamamie, gross scheme it, I've ever seen. It, I never remember the ending, and it does end very abruptly. Yeah. Like, the townspeople get to the farm to go, like, murder the boys. And the boys are trying to round up the ladies to get them back into town. And then, yeah, the priest hears the baby scream as they get to... Well, not scream, but, like, just having a baby cry or whatever. Yeah. And that's in the back of his mind this whole time. They're trying to, like, gather all the brothers up. And then, so, yeah, that's his tip-off of, like, well, who whose baby is this? 
the women don't want to leave because they they're loving their time up there at the farm at this point. So yeah. They don't want to leave their men. And so they say it's theirs. And then a shotgun wedding, a five way, sh- well, yeah. six way shotgun, shotgun wedding, wedding happens at the end. And that's the very, very end of the Man. movie. It's, it's troublesome. I very, would say it's very troublesome. But it's I bad. Would, it's the lightest ending you can have to a pretty light film. Like if it would have taken that dark turn, this movie would have been dog shit. But the thing is, is no that... No buts. Hey, <laughs> just because you love this movie doesn't mean I can't point out what's wrong yeah, with go it. Ahead. I know. I'm, I'm totally... <laughs> I yeah, think the fact that it is so light and it does treat these very terrible things with such a lighthearted way is what makes this movie troublesome. Okay. Because oh, I thought there was more. <laughs> no, Sorry. Because it is because that's what it is. It's like it, you're you're pretty much sugarcoating something that's awful. Yeah. It, like if, if so if you <laughs> yeah, if you want to if you want to make a movie that's mildly like this, then don't make this. Well, it's <laughs> 1954 when they're making this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it's like even if if we're, if someone were to watch this today, they could justify being a like, I like watching this. I was like, this totally justifies like uh, those uh, fucking those like what the fuck are those those guys called? Like those uh, involuntary celibates. Those oh, incel, incels. yeah, those incel guys. They can watch this and be like, well, this woman is not going to go out of her way to fuck me, so I should abduct her so she does fuck me. It's a good like, thing they just never this leave This movie is like a sobbing woman of itself, <laughs> where someone can go back and watch this and be like, oh, well, it's obvious the girl likes me, so I should abduct her and then force her to like me by doing fun things in front of her, and then she'll end up loving me, and then we'll get married. Like that's pretty much what this justifies. It has. It doesn't justify anything that the women think or what they feel. It's just if you keep them locked up long enough, they'll love you, and then you can marry them. How dare you bring up incels during one of my favorite movies of all time? Oh my god, this movie is like the incel <laughs> movie no, of the year. Oh my god, shut the hell this, up! This, I dare someone to tell me this is not a fucking incel movie. <laughs> Some fucking How virgin is watching you. this being like, all I gotta do is abduct, my, abduct the woman that I love, and then she'll marry me after nine months of being locked in a fucking cabin in the middle of nowhere. Well, assholes gotta get out of the fir- <laughs> get out of the house first. Get oh your my ass out God. of 4chan. <laughs> 4chan is like sharing links to this movie. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, the bad part is, like, I can't really dispute it. All I'm trying to do is, like, soften the blows at this point. But anyway, um, that's pretty much the entire movie. Unless you had anything else, I'm going to go over my last bit of notes on my phone here, see if I missed that's, anything. That's pretty much all I could think of. Um, oh, I can only imagine when Millie finally gets to the cabin, her only thought is, fuck, what the fuck did I just do? Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but they do a good job of that. Yeah. Like, like, she, like, it's like slowly breaking her down that she has legit just forced herself into another situation she had back in town. Yeah. And I also really enjoyed 
I, I don't know if we brought it up or not, but I really enjoy Millie's relationship with all the brothers. Yeah, no, like I, like I said, like Millie and the brothers as a whole are actually really good characters. Just everyone else around them that are just real fucked up. Yeah, when um, she's actually trying to shape them all up, I really enjoyed that they didn't like really give any backlash. They're just like, yes, ma'am. Like I'll do. Yeah, this. I'll do that. And like I really liked. That she was like a almost like a mother figure to them. Yeah, and I I thought that was really really cool. I really liked that. Like like they're kind of bounced back and forth between Millie and Adam as like who is who who are we gonna follow? Like you can tell that they're really they they're used to following Adam as like the patriarch of the house. Yeah, and then when Millie steps in, she's kind of like an equal to Adam. So then when she steps in and then gives them different advice. Then they still take it into consideration, and the fact that it's working, it almost kind of makes them respect her more than Adam. Yeah. Up until the sobbing women. She, like, gives them um, a lot of tough love at first, which I really like. Yeah. She, like, it's like, I'm not going to put up with that shit. No, Millie's good. Ship up or shape out. Or yeah. Shape up or ship out. Like I said, the only thing where, the only time where I was, like, kind of, like, what the fuck, Millie, was at the very end where she, like, forgave Adam pretty fucking easily for all the really bad shit he did to her. Granted, it's two minutes of runtime left, but... Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, we were watching it and Molly was like, if you... Like, I would not accept an apology unless you were on your hands and knees sobbing. <laughs> sobbing. Begging, begging me. <laughs> sobbing, sobbing. Yeah. Like, I would, I would not take an apology past begging and, like, near, like, you're near death trying to get me back. Jesus. Because he, Adam fucks her up. Yeah, that's pretty fucked. He is a terrible human being. Nearly in there. And all he does is, like, oh, I guess women are people. Oh, you do? I love you. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, roll credits. (laughs) Yeah. Um, there's also a point in the movie where I literally laughed out loud two of them for an example is when um adam comes home from being married and he thinks he's gonna get some at the end and all of his brothers are waiting for it yeah and trying to like cock block him oh essentially. yeah and then he falls to the bed at the end yeah <laughs> so he adam's all mad because he's not gonna get any and then it was weird that like millie kind of like recanted on that and it's like all right i suppose you can come in i suppose i suppose yeah and so he's like all right, I'm going to come in through this window. And then he crashes through the bed and breaks it. Yeah. And all the brothers all are, the like, are like, oh, oh my God. He's really getting at it. Adam just broke her pelvis. <laughs> so I laughed hard at that. <laughs> and then another one is just a, like when Millie is teaching the brothers to be cordial to women yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, when a woman comes in the room, you remove your hat. And then he goes up to Frank and he's like, why didn't you remove your hat? Oh, I didn't comb my hair. And they're not even wearing hats. They're just yeah. tipping invisible hats or whatever. And, like, just that stupid, simple line made me, like, la- belly laugh out loud. Yeah. No, my my favorite scene, which I don't even know if you remember it, but it's just, like, the brothers wake up for the first time in the morning after Millie's cooked breakfast for the first time. And they're just, like, naming off what they smell. Yeah. And the last brother just yells, HOT BREAD! <laughs> <laughs> it's just like uh, he loves fucking hot bread I'll tell you that right now it's just like oh fresh coffee oh my god fresh bacon oh 
is that biscuits I smell? And then there's this guy, one guy just like, hot bread! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I lost my shit on that. Oh. Well, I guess we should uh, say, do you uh, recommend this musical for people to watch? As problematic as it is, the, the first two acts, I think, are entertaining enough that you should definitely check it out. Okay. I also obviously say, <laughs> yes, watch this movie. Yeah. It is probably one of my... It is probably my favorite musical of yeah. all time. Just don't let it turn you into an incel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, so what would you grade the movie? That, those first two acts are really good. That last act is so fucking bad. I, I'm going to... Just because it's still entertaining, I'll give it a B minus. Oh, B minus. All right. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna say that it's unwatchable, and I can say if you enter it with an open mind, you'll still have fun with it. You, you might even find the last act to be hilarious with how fucking un, unapologetically sexist it is. <laughs> but still, if keep you don't it in get mind how sexist the movie is by the first five minutes. Yeah, it is, but you can still kind of see where everyone's coming from. It's up to where they abduct the women, and then they're like, oh, okay, whatever. That you're just like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> but I would still say it's a B-. minus. There's really good dance numbers. Some of the, like, the music, for the most part, is still really good, minus like the love ballads. Some of them are kind of boring. But that first act is really problematic, and just like, Jesus Christ. Um I'm going to give this movie an A. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, I am jaded. My my score is jaded. I do recognize yeah. the ending is problematic. I do realize that. And yeah. I knew it going in that it's Stockholm Syndrome-y. Like, I knew that. Yeah. But the movie is really fun. Yeah, it's fun. And if you're going in for a musical... I'm expecting you want fun out of it, and I had the most fun out of any musical I've ever seen. So, yeah. Seven Brides gets an A from me. Okay, that's... I'm not going to hold it right. against you. Sweet. All right. Well, I'm probably going to be called an incel pretty soon by you. <laughs> very soon, so... I'm just saying, it. that ending is very, very... Like, <clears throat> I'm not saying that, like... If you like this, you're dumb. I'm just saying that, like, given this climate where shit can... People are, like, up explaining things away in a very dumb manner. Like, this almost justifies terrible things people do nowadays. All right. So made... I don't want those people to watch this. You've made your point. All right. I hear <laughs> I'm you. just saying... Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to join us on social media, do so at Review Review Pod on Twitter. If you happen to be a Facebooker, do that uh, at Review Review Pod on Facebook. Uh, you can find us at our host site at ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com. But you don't have to listen to just there. We are also on a multitude of platforms such as Google Podcasts, Alexa Devices, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. If you happen to be an Apple user, rate and review us there, because if you like the show, that helps other people find the show as well. If you want to write in, do so at ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening again. We'll see you next time. And we're off. <laughs>